This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It is Friday. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, January 7th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who always practices his half-court shot, Jerem Jordan. Last night, the Qualtrics half-court shot competition, a student named Colton Potter, Uh who's one of our production assistants here, he helps produce BYU Sports Nation sometimes. He made the shot. He made the shot for 8000 bucks. I joked to him after uh, tax and tithing, hopefully it's at least four. So nice, nicely done by Colton from half court. And he said he knew it was going in at yes. the moment it left his hand. He said leading up to the shot, he was feeling extremely confident. And look at this POV video. That's his wife in the stands uh, from his homie, Jared Ivins. Oh, this is great. Now, I just wish Colton had gotten a little more excited. I just don't think he was that into it. Disappointing. I've never seen him lose his mind like that. He's very even keel. Um, every game he's in the rock, he loses and relax. Like yes, every that game. is that is his outlet. No, the fan mode yes. is his outlet. Now I and there's a reason he works BYUSN. It's in the mornings so he can go to the games at night, right? It's that's <laughs> nice. Um, I I gotta call he and Jared out though. Sometimes they'll edit for a show and they'll put themselves in the show, but I think that's pretty smart because no one knows his editing. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, look at these crazy fans. That was us. We would do the exact same thing <laughs> if we were in their position. Absolutely. Jared and yes. Colton were booing me at one point last night on the really? sideline, too. And I turned well, to them and said, Well, sometimes you deserve it. I, I know who signs your paychecks. The booing stopped after that. <laughs> and it's Kevin J. Worthen. <laughs> Congratulations. Lunch is on Colton with his new <laughs> yeah. $8,000 prize. Seriously. So, yeah, we were discussing, we're like, we're like, is this like gambling money? Is it dirty? And you, you don't have to pay tithing or you have to pay tithing on it? It's interesting. Well, technically, he doesn't put anything on the line. It's just a chance to win some prize money, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm kidding. I know. I'm kidding. Here's your show lineup. <laughs> the on church a doesn't want dirty money. Feel Good Friday. Are you all feeling good about the current state of BYU men's basketball? Are the Cougars still the second best team in the West Coast Conference? The standings currently say they're first. Technicality. Take that, Gonzaga. We'll hear from head coach Mark Pope on what's next in just a moment at St. Mary's. Plus, a lady in the running to be the nation's best rebounder. Lauren Gustin makes her Studio B debut where she feels like 18th-ranked BYU has to be better and meet the new BYU running back. The transfer from Cal, Christopher Brooks, makes his BYUSN debut as well. Why did he choose BYU over the likes of Purdue and others? Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU Hoops beats Pacific 73-51 thanks to 15 points from Alex Barcelo, who surpassed 1,000 points as a Cougar, becoming the 52nd player in program history to do that. Coach Pope knows that the next game, St. Mary's, brings a different challenge tomorrow night. They're really big and really physical. You know, probably, you know, in the top two or three most physical, uh, toughest teams in our league. So every game uh, with them, I mean, I don't know what the point differential's been in our tenure here, but I think it's like averaging 1.5 points, win or lose. Well, the first three were decided by six points total. Then BYU won by 10 plus in both last year. 
But yeah, it's going to be fun tomorrow night. BYU on top of the WCC, as you mentioned, one uh, and oh. For now, St. Mary's in town tomorrow night. Pre-game on BYU Radio at uh, you know nine Eastern time. Game also on ESPN two an hour later. Rebroadcast by the way on BYU TV at one a.m. Eastern. Late night viewing. Let's go. BYU wins. A lot of people will be staying up for more late night basketball viewing. That's how it works, right? I always find myself staying up super late after a big BYU win. So I expect to be up late. 18th-ranked BYU women's basketball beats USF to open up the Cougars' conference campaign, 76-64. It wasn't nearly as close as the final score. Lauren Gustin, who will join us in about 12 minutes, earned her sixth double-double, 16 points, 14 rebounds. Paisley Harding led the Cougars with 19 points. BYU hosting Pacific tomorrow, 4 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Number six, BYU men's volleyball opened the season by getting swept by 24 points at number five, Penn State. First Nittany Lions win versus the Cougars since 2003. The two tangle against, again, Saturday night. Certainly a different uh, and younger BYU men's volleyball team. Excited to watch them grow together, but there will be some growing pains, including what happened last night. Sure. Gymnastics fans and the Gymternet combine. Tonight, the best of Utah meet goes down in the Maverick Center in West Valley, Utah kick off the 2022 season. Four teams, including fourth-ranked Utah, national contender perennially. Good for them. BYU, number 19 in the preseason polls. Utah State, Southern Utah, 25-26 respectively. All four teams competing tonight. Nine Eastern, you can watch that meet live on BYU TV as well. I'll be on the call with Mikkel Merkley. Cougars in the NFL this weekend. Daniel Sorensen, Zane Anderson, and the Chiefs play the Broncos Saturday. That's Taysom, a win. Taysom Hill and the Saints play the Falcons Sunday. That's a win. Zach Wilson goes up against the Bills. That's a loss. That's, that's a loss. <laughs> Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots take on the Dolphins, among others, in the final regular season games of the season. And that's a win. Michael Davis and the Chargers battle the Raiders with the playoff spot on the line. I have no idea about that, that game. That one's a fun one. I can't wait to watch that game. BYU men's tennis currently competing in the Hawaii Invitational. Runs through January 8th. They take on the Cal Bears, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, and singles BYU's Brigham Andrus. Hold on, and what? What's that? Brigham? Brigham. His name's Brigham. At Brigham. I like that. I've met Brigham. Good dude. And Zach Fuchs won in, and in doubles, BYU's Zach Fuchs and Wally Thane. They earned a victory. Jack Barnett, Tennyson Whiting, and Yuta Kikuchi and Carl Emil Overbeck also winners in the doubles fashion. There's a lot going on there. Zach Fuchs uh, related to Phil who played men's volleyball. And then Tennyson with a Y? Are we like like the like the writer? Is that what we're talking about? Like Bill Shakespeare? Oh, yeah. Good. Swimming and diving competes in the Utah Dive invite today and tomorrow against the Utes. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. First place BYU men's basketball. Technically speaking, that is the truth. How long will that last? And will it last to the point where BYU is at least the second best team in the West Coast Conference when all is said and done at the end of the 2022 campaign? Jerem, on a scale of 1 to 10, mm. what is your confidence level that this current form of BYU basketball, injury-plagued, finding ugly ways to win, is still the second best WCC team? Like seven and a half? I just need to see BYU play St. Mary's. To really know. That's the litmus and test. And I want to see BYU play uh, San Francisco. Gonzaga. If BYU beats Gonzaga once this year, it'd be fantastic. That'd be great. That's They're over there. We, we know. Is San Francisco legit? We're going to find out in person next Saturday, right? Um, in San Francisco, BYU is going to play the Dons. 
wait, they could have seen him in Salt Lake yesterday. They played Loyola Chicago. Um, huge game. Huge game uh, tomorrow night because we're going to see just how good St. Mary's is. St. Mary's certainly good. The numbers are good. I've seen them play in person. They're good. Like, they're back to St. Mary's top 40 type team, um, you know, on the bubble or in type group. They're back to being a team that makes me make weird, ugly faces. Yes. Because they're frustrating. No ugly faces, just smiles because BYU dominated. But tomorrow's a huge game, man. Um, we're we're going to see. So I'm, and my confident, uh, my confidence is in question due to no bigs for BYU besides Foose right now. Atiki's not playing a ton, right? He's a freshman. Um, Mark Pope told you after the game he needs to play more. We'll see because Matthias Toss is 6'10 and like thick, right? Yes, BYU so needs size. With, with Foose, that's going to be a tough matchup. Of course, Foose provides a long wingspan and broad shoulders and is, is tough. Uh, down low. But, like, can he match up and neutralize Matthias Toss and company? Um, Dan Foto is a tough matchup for BYU. I think maybe he and Caleb Lohner would be interesting. Um, the guard line matchup is going to be spectacular with Logan Johnson, Tommy Cousy versus Tijon Lucas, Alex Parcell. So, I won't really know how I feel, at least the initial thought, until after the game tomorrow night. I'm glad this game is in Provo. Yes, because sure. If this game were in Moraga, I would not feel nearly as confident. I'm glad that BYU gets to play St. Mary's in Moraga in the future and not tomorrow night because the way the BYU's played the last few games against Westminster and Pacific, and maybe it's the COVID situation and holiday travel, and it just and maybe the first half was enough to shake off the rust from the holidays. You'd think and then it's you got like things going in the yeah. second half. BYU wins by 22, but I'm a little bit lower than you on the confidence scale just because I feel like the difference between second, third, and fourth, I mean, we're splitting hairs right now between BYU and St. Mary's, and then even throw San Francisco into that mix. Normally, I'd be like a like a nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably um, like a six and a half. Right. Yeah. I, no, I, I feel you. Similar level of like, hey, it, and and if Richard Harwin, even just one of those two, if Gavin Baxter is playing, I'm eight, like, eight and a half, 100%, nine. Yes. BYU is the second best team. Because Gavin was coming off three double-digit scoring games, and he, the knee was getting healthy, and he was running the floor so well and blocking shots. Now it's like, I'm not exactly sure how BYU is going. It, playing Pacific's one thing. Pacific's terrible. 298 in that. They're awful as of yesterday. I, I haven't seen if they dropped it. They probably climbed because they played BYU, who's, who's 30. We'll see what happens, man. St. Mary's is good. This is going to be a battle royale like it normally is. It's going to be messy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy and teeth grinding and Randy Bennett in the oversized suit. Like, it's going to be great. I can't wait. If you want to know what the game is going to be like, just watch what St. Mary's and Utah State did in Logan. Jeremy, you were at that I was game. At, I was at that game. I feel like it's going to be like that type of game. St. Mary's started 0 for 13 from 3 in that game. They were awful. Like, if that happens, BYU wins. BYU's shooting 3 really well right now. 12-24 last They're night. They're just turning the ball over too much. Yeah, you win by 22 despite, what, 17 turnovers? Wild. It would have been 35. Yes, 40-point win. 10. BYU averages, I think, 12, right? That's crazy. Okay, how many – topic two. How many St. Franzaga – that's what we're calling St. Mary's San Francisco. Congrats, you're in the San Francisco's been upgraded. Yeah, and Gonzaga wins. You're in comfort plus. St. Fran- <laughs> Franzaga wins. Does BYU need to – have to secure the two-seed of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Remember, you go all the way to the semis if you're the one or two. Okay, so out of the six games, we hope that BYU gets to play oh, against these teams, no, right? No, no, no. That's happening. The league will make that they happen. They will make it happen. That the will happen. The six games yeah. that BYU I'm has confident. scheduled right now, 
will happen at some point against St. Mary's, San Francisco, and Gonzaga. I feel like BYU needs to secure at least three of those. Amen. Yeah. Three and three in those six games would be enough to put BYU in second place. Well, and, and let's be honest. Let's just assume two losses to Gonzaga. If BYU wins one of those, amazing. You 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 upset the apple cart. But you, if you win the other three, you're sweeping one you're, of the other two you're teams. Three of four, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Hopefully you win both uh, uh, home games and you lose one road. The one road probably at in Moraga would be uh, understandable, acceptable. Losing at San Francisco is something we've seen, Spencer, a bunch of times, it feels like. As much as Pepperdine, oddly. No, Pepperdine but, has beaten BYU more. <laughs> if BYU doesn't play Pep or Portland at all this year, I'd be fine with that. Like, until the past few years, BYU won at War Memorial Gymnasium in San Francisco. But things have changed under even, their new head coach, Todd Golden. Even the 2019-20 team lost at San Francisco. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Like, that team was... Uh, you know, amazing, and still lost that one. Three and three will get it done. Three and three would get it done. I agree with that number, which brings us to our resume update. Cue the music. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Ned is 30. That stayed the same. Ken Palm's 26. These are great numbers. Hey, and that's in spite of playing number 298 in right? the net ranking specific last night. I'll right? take it. 8.78 bracket matrix. Bracketology up to an 8 today. And because BYU's 1-0 and Gonzaga hasn't played yet, BYU is the automatic qualifier <laughs> from Joe Lenardi. Which this morning I was like, why is BYU the AQ? And, and you and Ben explained. It's because in the conference standings, BYU's the only team. They're the They're only leading. team yeah. that has a win. Yeah, so uh, up to an eight, which, listen, if this team without Gavin Baxter and Richard Harvard actually secures a single-digit seed, amazing. to me, I'm like, just make it to the tournament. With those two losses, just make it. If BYU beats St. Mary's tomorrow, that eight seed starts to feel like a real solid eight in Lenardi's bracketology. That can be undone quickly, though. Like, if, if BYU loses at San Francisco they, next yes. week. Remember, these next three games are massive for BYU. St. Mary's at home, at Gonzaga Thursday, at San Francisco Saturday. Woo! BYU's got to take care of business at home. Like, worst case scenario, they need to beat Hold St. Mary's s- at yes. home. Hold serve, yes. And then whatever happens on the road against Gonzaga and San Francisco what happens. Are we, what are we calling just St. Mary's and San Francisco? San, um, San Mary's? Um... <laughs> Yeah, or St. Francisco. St. Francisco? I like that. <laughs> I like that one. You got to take care of St. Francisco. Three and one against St. Francisco. Because, like, yes, if BYU beats the Zags, of course, it's going to add the best possible win BYU could have on the resume. Let's just pencil in losses there. And if BYU wins those, great. But if not, you got to take care of business in three of the four against St. Mary's and San Francisco. It'll be interesting, too, because I, I want to make this point before we finish. The committee does not look at um, – teams by league and go, well, we only think this is a three-bid league, so you know, one of you doesn't get in. They look at every team individually, and then they just happen to be attached to that conference. Sure. They may look at, oh, games against these teams uh, who are also in your league and how many from that league, da, 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 but they're not looking to secure X amount from a certain league. Look at the ACC this year. Like, it's not great. Down. Yeah, so it's not like, well, I don't know if it's a three-bid league. It's an individual conversation with the selection committee. Yeah, amazingly, I don't feel like my initial projection of what BYU was going to do this season goes down that much. Uh, they went 12-3 and in the non-conference. I feel like I, I had them with six losses overall, but that's with Gavin Baxter and Richard Harwood in the right. lineup. I would add a loss A or loss, two. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably at four losses in conference and seven overall. Team ranking says 11-5 and five in WCC play. Ooh. Five feels like a lot. Four, four would be fine. Okay. Two to Gonzaga. 
Our question of the day, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are all of you that BYU men's basketball remains the second best team You mean the best? In the West Coast Conference. One to know. Right now they're number one. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Ah, uh, yes, I was waiting for a response like this. At Tom New for answers on Twitter. He says, ask me after the game Saturday. Yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. By the way, uh, Bentley Hanshaw, uh, tight end, who hasn't played a ton for BYU in the transfer portal, is going to Liberty. BYU plays Liberty. It's a little matchup. We'll see. You, we'll see you again, Bentley. The transfer portal always creates some weird emotional dynamics because BYU gets a running back, Christopher Brooks, who we will talk to later, who's going to go back and play in the Pac-12 against his old rival Stanford. Yep. And then Houston A. Mooley was a Stanford guy, and now Playing he's a BYU, and he closes the season next year or a next season against his former team. Yeah, it'll be like the Virginia game all over again. Hey, guys. Hey, brother. Coming up, the newest running back, Christopher Brooks, makes his BYUSN debut. And all she does is pick up double-doubles. I'm not talking about the hamburger either. Lauren Gustin, one of the top (laughs) rebounders of the country, joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Double-double machine, Lauren Gustin and the 18th-ranked BYU women's hoops team, 11-1 now. Host Pacific tomorrow at the Marriott Center for Eastern on BYU TV and the app. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We are joined by that double-double machine, BYU sophomore forward Lauren Gustin with us in Studio B. Lauren, I can't believe you're a sophomore. You're going to be here for three more <laughs> years? Is that really going to happen? I mean, as of right now, that's the plan. Um, I don't have any uh, plans to go elsewhere to stop. So, yeah, as of right now, that's, that's the plan. No hurry. Stay as nope, long no as you like. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you the best athlete in your family? We know Porter's a good athlete, but are you the best athlete in your family? Um, you know, my dad would argue um, 100%. So, you know, I wish I could say that. But, um, <laughs> I mean, my mom and dad. Honestly, I feel like my mom could have been. Uh, she was up there. Wow. Tell us about so, your parents. What did they play growing yes, up? Yes. Uh, so my dad played football. Well, growing up, they played a range of sports. My dad ended up playing football for Wyoming, who's his quarterback. Um, and then my mom played basketball, actually, at BYU for two years. And then um, her and my dad got married, and then she transferred to Wyoming to play her last two years there. So, yeah, she was like a four, a three-four. Um, so kind of like me a little bit. But, yeah, she loved to, sh- I mean, rebound, shoot. So um, she also was really good at track in high school. So, but, uh, yeah, so I feel like... My mom definitely kind of, I mean, my dad won't be too happy about that one, but. You, you've got the genes, and obviously, um, you know, Kristen has talked to me in asking about you. The influence of Porter on mm-hmm. you wanting to get into the weight room yeah. has been really influential on in your life, right? Yes, yeah, 100%. Um, he kind of introduced me to all that, and it kind of um, helped me, like, get my passion for that. And, you know, the whole importance of sleep and eating and all that has just been from Porter. So that's awesome. Yeah. Lauren Gustin is with us on BYU Sports Nation. I was just going to ask, where do you find your motivation mm-hmm. on days where you're tired? Yeah. Because let's face it, you, you came back from San Francisco, mm-hmm. got home at like one o'clock in the morning, and you're here with us <laughs> in the morning on BYU yeah. Sports Nation. But this, this is like par for the course for you. You're up mm-hmm. and at the gym. Where do you find that motivation? <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like it's just kind of like a 
it's like a therapy for me, the weight room, um, which sounds like a little cheesy, but uh, I feel like when, you know, when I'm stressed or just kind of need to get away, the weight room's always been like a good place for me. Um, so, I mean, that also, I think just being around like my teammates, they're so um, motivating. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of them had a class like super early this morning. So and they were up there getting into class. So just being around girls like that have always been um, inspirational to me. You guys are 11 and one and ranked mm -hmm. 18. Things are going really well. Yeah. Um, you're one of the best teams on campus right now and you're super fun to watch. What's it like with this group that's super old together mm -hmm. because of COVID? Yeah, um, honestly, the leadership is insane. We have so many different leaders. Um, the girls are, I mean, our four seniors, well, super seniors, they're so such good role models for all of us. You know, even me being like a senior technically on the team. Um, but Academically? So yes, <laughs> yes, being that, I feel like, um, I mean, I'm looking up to them every single day. They're always there to push us. Um, you know, they never really let us slack, which I feel like is good. They hold us to a high standard. So, you know, we're really lucky to have such good leaders. So, Who tries to slack the most? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> yeah. There's an account on, I think it's Instagram, the women's basketball uh -huh. managers. Yes, yeah. They post the most hilarious videos. I know. They're good, they're good follow. Like the one of Paisley Johnson and Maria Albiero. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. Sorry, Harding now. Um, dancing? Mm -hmm. Like... There's just so much juice and energy yeah. in the squad. It, it's do you guys ever have a bad day? It feels like someone in the mm -hmm. group is going to lift. Yeah, the there's all, so much different energy. I feel like um, all the girls were so different. All of our personalities. Um, I feel like that's what kind of what makes us like us. Everyone brings something different to the table. It's so diverse. Uh, but yeah, we can always count on Paisley to spice things up <laughs> all the time. So. <laughs> Leadership is huge for sure, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's a big part of how you stay focused when you go through the frustration of back-to-back -back postponed games. So mm -hmm. how do you personally handle the frustration of not being able to play and staying right mentally? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, our coaches do a good job at kind of keeping us focused. Um, you know, all right, time for the next game. We'll prep for one, and then we'll find out it's postponed. So, you know, we want to be frustrated that we just spent, you know, two practices scouting for them. But they just kind of, you know, all right, this is COVID. This is how it's going to be. We'll just get prepped for the next. So I think we're kind of used to that, um, and we just kind of – have that in the back of our mind that this this is going to happen. As long as we just stay focused and get ready for what's next, I think that's kind of what just helped us, you know, get through the at least last week our two postponed games. If so. you can stay focused when Paisley Harding yeah. is doing her thing, whatever that is, you yeah. can stay focused through anything. She's uh, she's she's insane. I love her. <laughs> she is insane in the best way. She's great. Um, and, and it's and it's obviously COVID sucks for so many reasons. But the benefit has been that we've had this extra year yeah. with some of the the best BYU athletes ever. Mm -hmm. So it, it's been special that way. This this group is is so good. You can definitely make a run in the NCAA tournament. Obviously, a lot before then. Yeah. So what's the focus like now? Is you're 11 and one. The one mm -hmm. loss was in OT against Oklahoma. A real tough game, right? Yeah. Um, an opponent you might play in two years, right? They're yeah. ranked yeah. now in the top 25. There yeah. you go. Um, there you go. So so what's sort of the the you know discussion with the team of hey let's keep this going. Yeah. Um, I think that you know winner. I mean like yesterday, just games like that, you know, we got to really execute on um, just like the little things like, you know, our defense, our communication, um, and not really slacking for any game, you know, trying to get up for every single opponent. It doesn't really matter what their what their record is, you know, if they're ranked, not ranked, we just kind of got to keep putting our um, foot on the pedal, just keep going um, and not really have any mercy for any teams. That's kind of our mindset. A Cobra Kai mindset. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And just to not really settle for anything. So. Strike first. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Gustin is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's dive into the 
where we can improve more mm-hmm. conversation. Like if you had to pick one aspect of the game as a team, where do you feel like yeah. the team can improve the most? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we all know that we, we can all score offensively. You know, I think we all we have so many different offensive um, weapons. I think right now um, just our, our defense needs to be picked up a little bit. You know, we're known a lot for our defense. We um, are connected in that way. Um, but, I mean, I feel like we've been slacking a little bit the last couple of games. Um, I don't know if that's due to not having games or just, you know, not being as um, connected. But so definitely our defense um, for sure right now and just kind of, you know, not getting beat up the drives or um, not giving up as many points as we have been. So as of right now, I feel like that's probably our main focus. I feel like I'm being nitpicky because you're 11 and one, you're ranked number 18. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're hey, good. how do you get better, Lauren? <laughs> yeah, I think you're fine. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. You're a shot away from being 12 and 0. Don't yeah. you had the ball at the end of regulation. I know. And that's, and that, let's be honest on selection Sunday, that's an acceptable loss. Like that's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're second in the country in rebounding. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I'm seeing that uh, Lorella Kubaj of Georgia Tech has the mm-hmm. same 12.8. So it's like yeah. it's like down to the wire here. <laughs> Do you want to lead the nation in rebounding? Is that um, a goal? Is that a thing you've thought about? Yeah, I would love that. I mean, I like to take pride in my rebounding. I think that's something that is so fun, just a board. Um, so, I mean, that's that's my goal. But, I mean, as long as we're winning and I'm doing my, my job, I mean, I'll be satisfied with that. But I, I, couldn't, I won't be mad <laughs> if I'm first. Second's amazing. First is amazing. <laughs> um, what, what is it about rebounding that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Because that, that's not a mindset that everybody has. Yeah. Um, I feel like I like it so much because it's mostly just based on effort, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really control if my shots are going to go in. So I feel like uh, rebounding I kind of can control if I'm going to go to the boards or whatnot. So it's also just kind of fun to be physical down there and just kind of um, I'd be a little bit of like the underdog a little bit just being my height. Um, I think it's fun to just kind of get in there and go after them. <laughs> I love watching you play. I know Spencer does too because, yes, that, that mm-hmm. like fight and that physicality is unique yeah. um, in the game. At what age were you like, no, this is what I do? Um, and is that part of your, yeah. your DNA with your family? Yeah. It no, like you guys like that. Yeah, no, no we definitely like to be aggressive. <laughs> um, I feel like probably in, in, in high school is kind of where I started, um, like, establishing that role. Um, but, I mean, I think I just kind of realized, like, okay, it's I can get in there and, like, bang people around a little bit. So, um, And then also just in high school, I, I was lucky with a, a great coach and a great team that really had confidence in me to – um, kind of do whatever I wanted to do, and that's kind of where I learned to have that passion as well. The following phrases will come up every mm-hmm. game when Lauren Gustin is being discussed. Plays bigger than she is, <laughs> undersized. Do you like that? Yes. Does that, does that motivate you in some yeah. way? No, I do, actually. Um, I like it a lot because I feel like when I was being recruited by a lot of different schools, you know, Pac-12s, all that, they all told me that I was too small to be um, – you know, like a four or five. They just said, you know, like, we love you. Like, we love your play, but, like, you're just not big enough. Like, you're not tall enough. You're not big enough. Um, so I love hearing that stuff because it, it makes me feel like I'm proving something in a way. So um, I think it's fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, uh, next challenge is Pacific tomorrow. Yes. I know you guys will dig in more today. Yes. Uh, but what's what's the challenge of uh, beating the Tigers and being mm-hmm. 2-0 and in league? Yep. Um, I think our biggest thing is, is we're going to be home. Um, so that's fun first off, just to be back on the court. Um, you know, we never lose at home. That's our motto. Um, so I think it'll be fun to play in front of our, our home crowd again, but just to, you know, keep rolling. We can't really, um, 
look down on any team, no matter what. So we just kind of got to come in with that mindset that, you know, we're ranked 18th in the nation, and uh, we're not going to let anybody think that they can play with us. So I think the streak at home is like 35 or 36, if I recall. It's pretty wild. It's pretty yeah. good. Yep, we're it's trying to minute. go a whole nother year without losing at home. So Let's go. I love it. I cannot emphasize enough, if you are close to Provo, the BYU fans need to get to the Marriott Center. Come watch yes. this team. And watch Seriously. this team yes. play. You guys are great. Like, the, well, come like, watch this like, team I know. play. It's so fun. And if you're outside the market, watch it on TV. Like, watch, watch this. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. We love the fans. When they when they come, the energy is so different. So, yes, please come. It's at 2 tomorrow. Let's go. Let's go. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. It's the winter. You don't have to mow the lawn or anything. There are no excuses. <laughs> yeah. Just beat the Marriott Center yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Two o'clock local time. Uh, when you come on the show, we do a thing called BYU Sports Nation Karma. You're already okay. amazing. We're going to give you some karma. All right. So you can get maybe like one extra rebound. I think it's going to put like, you on top of the okay, NCAA yeah. leader I think list. It's like a 15 15 day. That's what I'm feeling. Ooh. That's what I'm feeling. Okay. okay. You okay with that? Yeah. Well, what, what, what is this 15 15? 15 oh, points, 15 oh, rebounds. I got you. Okay. Yes. Yes. When okay. I say two numbers in a row, that's points and rebounds for you. Okay. okay? That's what that is. When I say 15 15 here, that's probably time. You know, it's a different world. Lauren, great to have you with us. Thank you guys LB. so much for having First me. First time. First yeah, time. Yes. Crushed it. Yeah. Okay. Coming up, is the Max Hall curse officially over? Plus, peace out, Berkeley. Hello, Provo and BYU Sports Nation. New BYU football running back Christopher Brooks joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 19th ranked BYU Gymnastics opens the season tonight in West Valley at the Maverick Center with the best of Utah quad meet against Utah, Southern Utah, and Utah State. 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation on a feel-good Friday to interact with the show and get content throughout the day. Follow us on the social media platforms of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We have learned a bit of off-the-field news. Uh, Timberly Satake, Kalani Satake's wife, posted two hours ago on Facebook that they're expecting a child this summer. So congratulations to the Sataka's. Wow, big news. Kalani's 46. It's a little uh, Lehigh Abraham move here. <laughs> but congratulations to the Satake's who are expecting, what, their fourth kid, fourth. I think? This will yeah. be child number four. Congratulations. That's great. She uh, posted plot twist. Which is a well-executed <laughs> social media post. <laughs> Congratulations to the Satakes. Our question of the day on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are all of you that BYU men's basketball is still the second best team in the West Coast Conference? We're going to find out some things against St. Mary's tomorrow night. Jonathan Hawk says, I'm a 7 out of 10 that BYU is the second best WCC team. I would be more confident if both of BYU's big men weren't out for the season. Also, my confidence level will fluctuate depending on how BYU does in the next three games, considering BYU's playing the other top teams in the WCC. Yeah, and, and it's a great question because how will BYU fare against some bigs that aren't Westminster, aren't Pacific, right? BYU has done a tremendous job with this coaching staff the last you know, two-plus years of figuring it out where they need to. No Yoli Childs for nine games. What are we going to do? Like, they figured it out, right? And we're a projected six and then an actual six, and then this team's a projected eight right now. So I'm confident they'll figure it out. It's just – it's one thing to lose one guy. It's another to lose two. BYU's down to its third string there, right? That can prove to be tough. You know, if BYU was, was down to its third string and didn't have Tyler Algier, right, the season's different. The season's not going to be exactly what it was going to be before. By the way, Lauren Gustin mentioned her dad 
played quarterback in Wyoming. He did play against BYU in one game in 91, went three of six for 30 yards. So that's a fun little connection. Did Wyoming beat Ty Detmer in BYU? No, BYU won that game 56-31. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> I think John was maybe a backup who came in in that game. But, yeah. At Pask underscore Pask BYU answers the question of confidence for BYU men's basketball. Scale of 1 to 10. 8.4 that the Cougars oh. are still the second best team. Okay. Mostly because of the lack of depth. So he's justifying why it's only down to 8.4? Would it be? What would it be? 10 if they had a big man? Especially with the big man, he says, but if the center rotation can keep Toss in check on Saturday, then it will go to a 9.6. Interesting. Yeah, if BYU beats St. Mary's on Saturday, you know, how how much higher up does that go? I still want to see BYU against San Francisco because I still need to see San Francisco a little bit more in league to believe they are an NCAA tournament team. It's not out of the realm of possibility, Spence, that you can go from not even an NIT team to an NCAA tournament team, you can make that jump. I just want to see San Francisco a little bit more. I'm not quite ready to be like, yeah! San Francisco had an opportunity to get a big-time victory yesterday against Loyola Chicago. Yeah. On a neutral court, Salt Lake Community College. Home of Shep. The Ramblers and Dons meeting up at a Juco court in Salt Lake City. Weird, but it is what it is. And oh, they, they had chances late in the game. They couldn't close it out against the Ramblers. And that's okay. They're 13-2 and two in non-con. Like, you're going to play a tough, tough non-con. Did win at Arizona State. Like, t- trust me, San Francisco's good. It's, it's back to the Mitch M- Matthews Elite thing. I'm not saying he's not, they're not good. I'm just wondering how good they are. Because being a tourney team, we've talked about it, there's like six at-large bids the last you know five years of non-Power 6 teams. It's super hard to get in at large in a league like the WCC. Hey, speaking of the Bay Area, BYU just picked up a big-time transfer out of the Bay Area and Berkeley. The newest BYU running back, transfer from Cal. Christopher Brooks joins us live on BYU Sports Nation, making his show debut. He's staying hydrated. hydrated, We like to see that. Christopher, great to have you on the show. How are you feeling this morning? I feel great. Thanks for having me. Hey, you got it. And uh, welcome to the madness that is BYU football and the fandom that is <laughs> already surrounding you. When did BYU pop up onto your radar as a potential landing spot? Uh, December 28th, I believe. You know the exact date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was just... Uh, I think they were just looking for a running back that day. And then, you know, I had a business decision to make. And, you know, hit me up. And I was just like, oh, snap. You know, we all know what BYU can do. We all know what the offense is about. You know, we all know what the head coach is about. You know, love and learn. And an opportunity just presented itself. Why was BYU an enticing fit in addition to those things you just mentioned? Like, why for you personally was, hey, grad school and this opportunity at running back, obviously, with Tyler Algier leaving? Well, really, I think it just encompassed me as a person as well, Um, not only as an athlete, but off the field as well. And so it was just the right fit, you know, at the right time. And that was really what made it click for me, you know, what really drew drew me away, what separated itself from everybody else. Now, Christopher, let's be honest. How much did BYU's 5-0 and record against the Pac-12 and a de facto Pac-12 championship factor into your desire to be in Provo? Oh, I know. I actually just found that out, like, recently. <laughs> and, yeah, I thought that was pretty impressive. 
Yeah, I we, thought that was pretty impressive. We had some fun with that. Um, it's going to be yeah. fun to have uh, Houston Haymuli from Stanford, who you played a couple times as a rival now in the backfield. Um, did you know yeah. him before? Is there a relationship there? No, I actually, you know, never knew him. You know, I, I never knew anybody on Stanford. And it was really a coincidence, you know, rivals coming to play, play with each other. And so I thought that was pretty cool. And now you can play Stanford again yeah. in the regular season. Yeah, what do you think of the schedule <laughs> right. lineup? You're going to face your old Pac-12 rival Stanford to close out the regular season. Houston Haymuli will face his former team to close out the regular season. But overall, what do you think of the 2022 schedule that BYU has lined up? Uh, I haven't looked at the schedule too much, but I think it's a great opportunity. You know, I think there's opportunity to be great. You know, I think it's opportunity to just, you know, show what we're about here. And I think everything just lies ahead in front of us. Let's tell you what the schedule is then. This is exciting. Okay, there's Notre Dame in Vegas. That's fun. This is not in any particular order. There's at Oregon. You know what that's like. There's at Stanford. Uh, there's Baylor at home. Uh, these are some of the better games. There's Boise State on the road, of course. So it's the last schedule of independence for BYU, and it's it's a good one. What kind of opportunity is there for you individually to try and make it to the NFL and to try and help BYU uh, win as many games as possible? Uh, I think there's tremendous opportunity. You know, I think uh, there's opportunities to just be great. But more importantly, I think it's about pitting, you know, my head down and not only me, but everybody and just working hard each day. You know, we can't get to the first game if, you know, we don't get through today's workout. You know, it starts with today. And today, you know, transits to tomorrow. And so the more, you know, today's we can have, the better today's, you know, we can get to the, the next day. So it's about taking, you know, baby steps. You know, we have to be where our feet are. And that's just about, you know, taking it day by day. That's what it's about, really. New BYU running back Christopher Brooks is with us on BYU Sports Nation, the Cal transfer in Provo. And while we're talking about NFL ambitions, everybody and every BYU fan wants to know what your skill set is like. They've seen highlights and some resume, but in your mind, if you were to pattern your skill set and game after an NFL running back, who would you compare it to? Um, You know, I've got this question many times before, and, you know, I really try to think. And I really can't think of anybody I run like, uh, I think just myself. I mean, it's really hard to describe because um, I don't do anything, you know, too fancy. I don't do anything, you know. So I'm kind of just a balanced type guy who kind of just likes to do everything, willing to do anything to just help my team win. I'm excited for you to run behind this offensive line. Uh, this line's going to be legit. Um, let's talk about your name. So do you go by Christopher or does Chris work? Uh, really, I've always just told, you know, anybody could just call me, you know, whatever, you know, I've gotten Chris, Christopher, CB, uh, Breezy. Um, I really just get it all. I mean, you can call me Chris, whatever makes you feel comfortable, really. <laughs> CB with the TD. Yeah, I, I like that. I think we're going to hear that a bunch this season. Um, and then the other thing is you used to go by Chris Brown. Uh, now you go by Brooks. Um, I read that's your mom's maiden name. Will you tell us the story behind that? Right, right. Right, right, right. So I just uh, did that change, I think, a year or two ago, just as, you know, honor my mom's, you know, hard work and compassion that, you know, she's instilled in me growing up. What does she mean to you? Uh, she means everything to me. You know, I know everything because of her. and You know, I just, you know, work to just, you know, live a better way. 
Christopher, as you look at BYU and the program status overall, what was your first impression of BYU? And maybe that happened back in 2018 when you and Cal came to Provo, won the game against BYU. But what what was your very first impression of BYU if if that was the game when it happened? Um, when I came over here in 2018, um, obviously the elevation was crazy. You know, we got a little tired, but um, playing against BYU was like, you know, you wanted to smash them, you know, wanted to win at their house. I mean, it was a fun game, but um, I've always known that they had a good system here that, you know, they've always done things the right way. Uh, the running backs always made noise. I believe when I came here, I mean, I think it was Tyson Williams. I mean, the running backs, you know, they're, they're, they're producing, you know, so I knew that. Uh, obviously, the quarterbacks are really good. I remember coming here. Um, 2018, I remember seeing like a 6'9 defensive lineman. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Corbett Kabusi. So I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, you know, then I, I'm hearing like everybody's older, you know, and then I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you feel pressure to be Tyler Algier? Because you're certainly a different guy and a different style, and BYU just had an amazing season from this guy, and you're the next guy. So naturally, some fans will be like, hey, maybe he's the Tyler Algier. But you're you're Christopher Brooks. You're gonna do your own thing. Yeah, I'm just me, you know, and I'm gonna do me, and I'm gonna be me, and you know, I'm a team guy, and I just love to win, you know. So I'm gonna be me. That's all I'm gonna do. And that's great, and that's good enough. Absolutely. Um, if you haven't already, the athletic director Tom Homel used to be the head coach at Cal. He'll probably connect with you right, if, right. if he hasn't already. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just met him. Awesome. Awesome. And if you need yeah. any pointers about Provo, Utah, like where to eat or whatever, not that you wouldn't get those from your teammates or from your coaches, we're happy to offer what we can, Christopher. Great to talk to you, man. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for welcoming me into Provo. Thank you. Hey, stay, stay hydrated, too. Let's go. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Christopher Brooks on BYU Sports Nation, the new running back for the Cougars. I, super mature, right? Really like, sharp like, young man. Yep. And and I, I thought it was important to to talk to him about you don't have to be Tyler Algier. Like you're you're you. You be you, right? No, and, and I, that's gonna be I good. I figured though. he would say that once he told us, you know, hey, compare yourself to an NFL running back. He's like, I'm just me. And he hadn't even seen the schedule. I would think that the schedule is a big convo in recruiting anybody to be like, he hadn't even seen it. No, he and said, he mentioned love and learn. He knows all the day. It fits me as a person, this That's program, great. this school. That's great. Great, great to have him here. Can't, I'm so excited he's here. Coming up, did we nail our double down picks? And what do we have for good old Randy Bennett and St. Mary? And the Cougar Whip Around features a little BYU men's volleyball concern. Is it too early after they were swept by Penn State? It's BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk. Enabling global trade for a growing world. BYU Hoops host St. Mary's tomorrow at the Merritt Center. Cougar pregame live begins at 9 Eastern with the game at 10 Eastern on BYU Radio and the app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live on a Friday in Studio B. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. 
Men's Hoops currently sits atop the West Coast Conference standings. How long will the Cougars hold on to first place? All season long, Jerem! Blue goggles on! Blue goggle alert. Probably goggle until alert. the end of regulation against Gonzaga. Then it'll be yeah, a tie for I was going to say place. next Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, a, a tie for first place after next Thursday night. That's what is likely to happen, but man, it would be amazing. Wouldn't it be something if this were the year with all of the injuries and attrition BYU finally got out the schneid and won at least a West Coast Conference Tournament Championship. That'd be awesome. I wouldn't put it past Mark Pope. But will you put it past Mark Few? Maybe. Maybe. BYU men's volleyball gets swept by Penn State last night on the road. Is it too early to be really concerned? Well, concerned at what level? Like, are you expecting BYU to win the national championship? This is certainly a different year, a younger group for BYU. Davide Gardini, Mitchell Worthington, and a lot of newcomers. There's some exciting young players on this team. Luke Benson and Capono Brown. Alex Osu's going to get a chance at opposite. New setter um, and Bartosh. So it's gonna there, there will be some growing pains, but this team will be fun. Yeah, I guess we have to qualify the concern. Like, are we concerned they're not going to be a top six team? I don't think so. I think that BYU will learn, they will grow, and they will finish as a top six team. Yeah, will they win the MPSF? Hey, maybe, but chances are they don't. We'll see. They're going to work on it. Let's go. Uh, Former BYU quarterback, the legend Max Hall, scores a hole-in-one on a (laughs) 197-yard par three with a six iron. Brian Keel was there as a witness. Is the Max Hall curse officially over? Look, he was on the sideline for the Utah at BYU game on September 10th. He ran out the flag. BYU won the game. He celebrated like a madman, like he should. <laughs> and then he Max. and then he scores an ace on a golf course from 197 yards. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that things are smiling brightly from up above on Max Hall. The Max Hall curse is done. It's dead. It was over September 11th. I don't know what January 6th hole-in-ones have to do with it. In fact, some people think that Tyler Huntley's poo-poo curse is now a new thing against Utah. (laughs) (laughs) They sell poo-poo. He said those words. Hilarious. Okay, coming up, a fond farewell to a loyal cougar. And I make a move in the double down standings. Did you? Very small move. Yet a move. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Catch the rebroadcast of tomorrow St. Mary's BYU basketball game, 1 a.m. Eastern time, 11 Mountain at night, Saturday night, or on demand Sunday morning on the BYU TV app. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. As Jeremy mentioned, hey, there's podcasts, all sorts of stuff. You can download the pod. It's free. Let's recap our double-down results from the Pacific BYU men's basketball game last night, live on BYU TV, and make our picks for the rivalry game with St. Mary's. Two picks, each worth one point. If you get both right, you get a bonus point for a total of three. Jerem, lead us off with last night's picks. BYU does not cover. No, they cover. Uh, so I don't get a point. Bart, I was feeling good at halftime about that one. BYU was yeah. down one with eight seconds to yes. play in the first half. Yes, and then Barcelo would get his eight points for 1,000 in the first eight minutes. Nope, he got it late in the first half. So, zero points. So, I said BYU would win by 18-plus. Got it. Yeah, they scored a lot in second half, went by 22, so point for me. Then I thought Gideon George would combine for 15 or more points and rebounds. Almost got there. at eight points, four rebounds for a total of 12, but falling short, so no point there, no bonus points. You get a point. So, I make a very small move. Jerem still leads 24-13 overall. Yep. Yep. Now, how do you, hopefully on your end, increase the lead tomorrow? 
One, the game will be decided by five or fewer points. Ken Palm says it's a five-point game for BYU, and neither team will have a 20-point score. I think this will be a lower-scoring kind of game, and individually it's going to be in the teens for the leading. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you on the low-scoring. First team to 50 wins. First team to 50? <laughs> it just feels Don't like remind that remind me of, of the 51-50 game, game right? in Vegas. Yes, ah. uh, it hurts. First team to 50 wins the game. And Fusini Traore will have a double-double, Jerem. It's going to be big tomorrow. We should do an over-under tongue rolls when he talks because he's at, like, an elite level, dude. He's, he's so great. He, like, he speaks three languages, Bambara, French, and English. That's amazing. I love Foos. He's awesome, dude. And he's very hesitant. He's, he's great. Yeah, his deep blue, by the way, in two weeks. Our question of the day on a scale of 1 to 10 with Foos and the guys, how confident are you that BYU men's basketball is still the second-best team in the West Coast Conference, our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Jay Floyd 314 says, a straight 10. I'm not as worried about straight BYU's 10. big man wow. issues as some of the responses seem to be. Foose is one of the best bigs in the league right now and will only get better. The only team I can see challenging BYU for number two is USF. Wow. Really? Not even St. Mary's. Wow. So we'll see how BYU looks from here. They gotta beat St. Mary's. It's a huge, like, huge game. I'm excited night. to watch St. Mary's play San Francisco and and Gonzaga and yeah, well, not that much with Gonzaga actually, but the other three. Sure. It's gonna be fun. Now we have a very special rise and shout out today, yeah. presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU athletics. One of my favorite BYU Sports Nation elite fans. Deanna Holdsworth at DD Holdsbrook. She was such an often contributor on the show, Jerem. Mm-hmm. She passed away. Due to cancer, Thursday's hero with Bronco, staunch supporter of our Cougs for many years. Rest in peace, Deanna. That was tweeted out from her account by a family member. We love Didi. Her smile was amazing. She was so kind. Yes, she was super nice and a huge fan of the show. And uh, I didn't know she was on her last legs. I mean, she would tell us, like, hey, I'm going through chemo. I'm fighting. I'm battling. BYU sports are taking me through. Yeah. And so I was really bummed to hear that last night. So uh, rise and shout out to... uh, Deanna, for sure. Love her resilience. Yeah. We love her family. And uh, certainly uh, what we can do is give her a shout-out. Now she deserves it. Our thanks to today's guest, Lauren Gustin, and the new running back, Christopher Brooks. Started Dennis, ran out of time. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout-out to Kirk Pendleton. We'll see you tonight for the Best of Utah Meet, BYU Gymnastics season opener, live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Go Cougs and beat the Gales on the hoops court. <laughs>